It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by CJ Hunt and Roy Wood Jr. They are creators of The Neutral Ground, a new documentary that you can see on POV.org about America's troubled romance with the lost cause of the Confederacy. CJ and Roy, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Zerlina and Jess, thank you. Of course. It is so nice to talk to you guys. So, it's nice to talk to you too. So, Thank you for I mean, having us. No, this is such an important story, and we we try to talk about it as much as possible because it seems it's 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 odd. It it represents this massive friction in the society that I think makes zero sense to people uh, who are who are questioning why these statues are still around. What I thought was so fascinating about your piece is that this seems to be a relatively new controversy, right? Like we seem to have started talking about Confederate monuments and their place in society and where we should have them sometime during my lifetime, sometime during my 39 years. It feels like this is a relatively new part of, of the conversation. You guys take it all the, the way back. So so let me let me start with CJ and ask, like, was there ever a time when these monuments were not controversial was there a time when everybody was like oh yeah this is a reasonable thing to do or or has this sort of been a fight the entire damn time uh i love your your word this is odd i mean it is it is an understatement <laughs> it's and weird it captures it's like yes this is weird you cannot name another losing army that built thousands of monuments to themselves how did this happen in america and but black folks have always been saying this is odd. It, you know, you can read Frederick Douglass in the 1870s saying, you know, we need to hold the South accountable. He's watching Robert E. Lee monuments get built and Southern congressmen go back to Congress. And he's like, we need to make treason odious. What is happening in this country? This is odd. And even when they built the Lee monument in 1890 in Richmond, the black newspaper men at that time were like, yo, this is odd. And literally said, the black man built this and will be here when it's time to take it down. Like, I think part of how we talk about 2015 is it, it, it's not, it, it only became like loud enough in this pocket of, of sort of white violence and, and, and terrorism. But these voices in communities have always said, this doesn't belong here, WTF. Yeah, that's the thing I think people need to say more, right? Which is that <laughs> agree. black people, be, I mean, black people have been walking by these monuments and statues. Like when I, when I was growing up, if I saw a Confederate flag, like I would leave a note. <clears throat> I mean, I think that seems really on <laughs> brand for me, but like, yeah, like I would leave a note, a very that. heartfelt note about uh, how racist <laughs> this flag is and how inappropriate it is. And you should know the truth and maybe you should look it up and, Hopefully go on your merry way, but get this out of my face, basically was the note. Um, and I did that, you know, as young as 12. <laughs> I was very, I mean, I knew exactly what the flag represented. I, I knew exactly what Confederate statues represented. Um, at 12, 
why is it that grown up adults refuse to open books, um, Roy? Why is it that they, they I mean, this whole this this documentary is perfectly timed because we're having this whole stupid propaganda episode against critical race theory, which is not even what everybody's describing as critical race theory. Critical race theory is, is a specific thing. And they're like putting everything into the bucket, <laughs> like history, accurate history <laughs> is in the bucket. Like why, what are they so afraid of? Um, do they realize that if people really did read a book, they would be online with us asking for these statues and for these monuments to the losing side They'd be with us asking for them to be removed. They actually read a book. I think what CJ was able to put together with Neutral Ground was to go out and have a conversation with people who prove the American way, which is a lie is more comforting than the truth. Mm. Like this is this is this is this is basically like the Confederacy and the truth about what they really stood for and what that really means with regards to the trauma and PTSD of so many descendants of that, that era, it's like you had the uncle that you thought was cool. And then you become an adult and you go, Oh, wait a minute. He was a drunk and kind of a jerk. <laughs> the, yes. Your That's uncle real. Derek was a, was a jerk. I'm sorry. You have to accept that. And I know <laughs> that that doesn't comfort you because you watched the Dukes of Hazard with that stupid car with the Confederate flag. They, they tricked me. I grew up in Alabama. I thought the Confederate flag meant like the rebels against the cops and the Duke boys. And then I hit like sixth grade and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> that is not what it was. <laughs> I just also, think I mean, I mean, it goes, it goes even farther. You know, I, I think Roy's analogy is perfect. It's not only America realizing Uncle Derek is a jerk. It's like realizing Uncle Derek's job was human trafficking. It's like, yo, oh, that's oh, what Uncle Derek was doing the whole time. He was trafficking humans. Oh my God! Wait, Uncle Derek attacked the government so he could form his own nation to keep trafficking humans. Yo, Uncle Derek is more than a jerk, and I think the fear of some white yeah. Southerners and 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 white Americans, you know, writ large, it's like if we recognize that Uncle Derek's job was trafficking humans, do we have to talk about how that was the family's job? That the house that we own mm-hmm. was built making money off our family business of trafficking humans. And I think, you know, folks are like, who else do we have to talk about? You know, do we have to talk about Andrew Jackson being known as an Indian hunter? So I, so I think that, you know, our film will be successful if folks can not only be like, yo, the Confederacy is so odd, but also be like, the, the way we've built white supremacy into our environment, the way that it hides and pretends to be neutral is even more odd. Yeah. Pretending I to wanted be to ask you so what real. the title was about because it, it's stri- like the neutral grounds. It, it's a striking title when you're talking about an issue where it feels like there there is no neutral ground. Like either you're on the side of reality and you want to see the stuff come down, or you're lost in a, a, a nostalgic fantasy and you you know you you believe things that aren't real. So can can you talk yeah. about the, the what what that title means? Like what is the neutral ground here? Sure. Number one, it's terrible SEO. I realize it's very hard to Google, um, but folks can find us at it's this reason on we're on all socials at it's not neutral. But I, I love the title because in New Orleans, the neutral ground is the grassy median between two streets. You know, that's in every city, but in New Orleans, that's like an actual gathering mm-hmm. place. 
people go there, you know, just to catch beads for Mardi Gras and to see their mm-hmm. friends and, and you would be barbecuing there. Or if you're in a second line, you'd be going there. So it's like, it, it's meant in New Orleans as community space for everyone. It is also where the Confederacy and white supremacists chose to build all of their monuments. So for me, it's a statement about America that the space for all of us is also literally occupied by the Confederacy. Wow. That is not a fact that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm learning so, a lot. Yeah, they're just chilling there <laughs> pretending to be neutral. Like, you know what? This is just a treat. This is just what happened. <laughs> and it's like, we have a frame of reference now. We've seen insurrectionists attack the government in our own time. And it would be unthinkable to us that that dude, you know, with the horns and his open chest attacking the government that we all saw could build a monument to himself and that it would stand for long enough that we would forget that we can take that down. And that's a weird version of propaganda. <laughs> the thing, yeah, the no thing one's going to graduate from Q Shaman High. Like, that's not going no, to happen. No, no. That would be insane. Well, you don't know, Jess. You don't know. That's it's why we have to yeah, yeah. Yeah. read more books and do, get these people together. Because that is not out of outside of possibility. No, the things thing have happened. about this documentary to me is CJ's <laughs> ability to have these level conversations with people that are out there. Because at least on the Daily Show, you know, as correspondents, we only have three or four minutes for a piece. And it's bang, bang, bang. CJ mm-hmm. is sitting and having measured detail, presenting the information to these people and stuff that they... You ride for the Confederacy so hard, but you never even read the Confederate documents that's got the word slavery up and down and in every paragraph. And that's they're still like, yes, we still do not agree with you. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, I and love I that. That's because, always my favorite thing. documentary, we, it, you know, I started out in 2015. I was not yet working for The Daily Show. You know, my, my, my day job is with Roy and I'm behind camera you know, trying to think about how to frame up the shots for for folks like Roy doing their brilliance out there. And, you know, in the beginning, as you see in the film, it's like, I think I'm like, oh, let me, I'm just doing a poor imitation of of some of the best correspondents on the show. But as we were making it, like, I was learning how to make a documentary. This is my first documentary. And part of the core that we stumbled on is I have to give these people space in order for them to get their own argument out for everyone else to see how poisonous that argument is and and you know luckily we have 82 minutes it's not filled with white supremacists you know saying lies but those scenes that confrontation requires like me to just hold my tongue and die inside See, did you think that um it's ever gonna get we're ever gonna get to a place where just like you're the run-of-the-mill um white person is going to be like hey maybe i should like um, look into this stuff and and re reevaluate my thoughts on you know race and white supremacy. Like instead of getting freaking out when somebody says the phrase white supremacy, like, oh, I don't like that. I don't know what it is, but I, I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> you know, getting people to understand what it actually lo- is and what it looks like and how it shows up, which is like I think the most important point because people really try to stand in my face and act like we don't live in white supremacy and i'm like have you looked at go into the store today just as an exercise everyone and just look at the magazines <laughs> just this is a fun exercise i do i used to do since i was a kid and it's actually gotten so much better but it's still really bad so it's a good way to do this um but go into the grocery store and just look at the magazines and count the black people that are not on magazines that specifically target black audiences just 
count. Usually it's like two. And one of them is an athlete or Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, how do we get the regular old white person to, like, see white supremacy? See, I, I really feel see. like my, my feeling is this. I don't have an answer to that question. It, there's two trees, right? You have the tree that's old and decrepit and already growing crazy and it's already leaning the wrong way. And then you have the young tree with that little stupid yardstick with the rubber band that's (laughs) guiding it to grow (laughs) upwardly in the right. Don't grow like that tree. Grow this way, Mr. Tree. And I believe that, you know, like your program and the work that you all do and this documentary and everything, this this moment of awakening that we're having as a society, <laughs> I believe those things are all the guide stick for the trees that are to come. I don't know what we do about a 45-year-old dude who still goes and plays dress-up at Confederate reenactments. And, and it's wild to be <laughs> like the biggest thing I learned as a filmmaker and a person filming the Confederacy for six years is that we cannot flip that old man going to reenactment. And that is not our job that when we are digging up these receipts, you know, when, when we are, when we are showing folks that they can Google secession documents, you know, and they want, if they want to even be more precise, they can Google declaration of causes because these dudes thought that they were, the new founding fathers and you bet they wrote down their reasons and you bet all of them are slavery, you know, like that when we're digging up these documents in the beginning, I was like, yeah, we can show these to people invested in white supremacy and they will divest from white supremacy, but they don't want to see documents. The truth threatens their entire world and identity and memories with uncle Derek. They don't want that truth. And at first I was like really disheartened by that, but then it's like, no, all those receipts are valuable. They're just not going to flip white supremacists. We just need to realize, like Roy says, they're for the young trees. They're for kids. Yeah. They're for teachers who are hung. There are hundreds of thousands yep. of teachers in the country just hungry to teach kids real information. So that's who that's for. Yeah. You call the Confederacy the most successful PR campaign that ever happened in America. And I've I've never heard. I mean, you, you can see propaganda when you see it, but it, it's never occurred to me that like someone got the Confederate flag on the Dukes of Hazard car on the which was named the General Lee. My God, I was like, I blanked on it for a second. I was like, oh, there it is. It's it's the General Lee. <laughs> like that happened like somebody made that decision that that was going to be a part of it like somebody's making these decisions there is and you have to sort of as a communications professional tip your hat to it like how the hell did that happen these were losers the confederate army did not last very long and they lost badly fighting for a terrible I, cause that people didn't agree with then how, absolutely what, how does the, I, I, talk I, about the pr campaign <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the film is talking about the PR campaign. I, I frame it, you know, this is absolutely propaganda. It is absolutely the same type of disinformation campaign we see now with, with older white supremacists going, what you saw with your own eyes didn't happen. It's actually something else. They're not insurrectionists. They're patriots. Like, like that Trump era stuff that we see now with propaganda, now with the film, you can be like, oh, I see how defeated white Southerners did that after the war. But I, I use PR campaign because we're familiar with PR campaigns. You know, mm-hmm. MILF, it does the body good. We all know that. <laughs> I, it's not clear if it does the body good, but that PR campaign stuck and it's in our heads and it's the same thing with states' rights. 
that the United Daughters of the Confederacy and, and multiple, you know, defeated ex-Southerners, like, wrote this into textbooks. They controlled the textbook committee. And, and, and I use PR campaign because it also implies that folks were pitching it. If you Google secession yeah. commissioners, you'll see that there were dudes whose job it was to get the other states to, succeed, to secede. And you see them, like, open micing, like, working a pitch. You see them developing a whole pitch that's like, yo, even if you do not own slaves, these dudes are going to get free and they're coming for your daughters. You can see them working the ad campaign into effect. Yeah. That's so deep, though. No, this is I mean, in so- yo, it's so deep. All these in some this, ways, like, white folks want to say, you know, <laughs> they didn't own slaves. Like my grandfather didn't own slaves. Yo, you didn't have to be into the Confederacy. You didn't have to own slaves. You just had to be afraid of what black people would do when they're free. And the rule is the same today. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, that just is exactly what's happening right now, which is so many. There are so many white people who are like, well, I'm not racist, but I'm like, you voted for Donald Trump. But that doesn't make me a racist. I'm like, mm-hmm. it literally does make you a racist. I mean, like, th- you overlooked all this racism and you were like, that's fine with me. And I don't know, but I define somebody who overlooks a whole lot of racism and it, it's fine with them. It is not a deal breaker for them. That's a racist. Like, there's no other definition of what that person is, whether they think they are one or not, like they are. Like, it doesn't matter what they think they are. Um, and there's too much of that. It's too. That's why the, the propaganda against critical race theory in this moment feels... I mean, it is coordinated and calculated, but it's so funny because critical race theory literally literally is this idea that it's not it's not personal racism. It's not like some feelings that I have where I'm like, I don't like black people today. Like it's systems and policies and propaganda campaigns and the ways in which um, narratives were built over the over the course of history. And that's the opposite of like. My kids are going to find out that white people were really bad in the past and then they're going to feel bad about themselves. I'm like, what? Like, They'll get over it. A ridic- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Facts. Yeah. I, 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 feel bad for, I feel bad for these fools. You know, we've all been in a situation <laughs> where you're using a word a bunch and no one corrects Ooh, you. Oh, that's, that's a good wrong word. You know, like I've been saying ibuprofen for 30 years before I learned it was ibuprofen. When these fools learn that the word they're using, critical race theory, actually they're talking about history, they're going to be embarrassed. Embarrassed. That's why we got to trick them. Will they, though? We can't use critical race theory. We got to trick white folks and just say, yeah, I know you heard about the Confederacy, but have you watched the, the director's cut? And then just show them all the extra history. That's it. The Snyder Cut of history. I like that. The director's cut. Oh, you're familiar with the state's rights cut? Yeah, you saw the studio version. The radio edit is the state's rights cut. But there's a whole other... you got to see these deleted scenes. Where they explain which rights. Honestly, I think we could get them. I think we could get them. I mean, Snyder's yeah. going to tell a completely different story. There you go. You can't know the whole oh, thing yeah. until you get into it. Okay, tell people how they can watch The Neutral Ground. It comes out on July 5th. Great. It, uh, we are on all the socials at It's Not Neutral. It comes out July 5th at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on POV. That's a dope show on PBS. And when I say PBS, I want it lighting in your head. That's free, baby. You know, like if you have a TV and if you still have a TV, you can watch PBS for free, 930, The Neutral Ground. And if you do not, you can find us online. 
CJ Hunt yeah, and Roy Wood Jr. Streaming, Thank streaming you guys. Free. You forgot to say streaming. Streaming. Free. Streaming free. Streaming you can find us on you can find us on you can watch <laughs> this on your phone on the toilet on PBS. <laughs> While <laughs> driving <laughs> down <laughs> Robert <laughs> Lee Boulevard. Either way. <laughs> yes. CJ You can you can watch this on Roy, your phone as you celebrate Nicole Hannah Jones' <laughs> new tenure. Exactly. That's what you do. Yes. 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 That is the perfect way to That's do that. Good. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. This has been Come back um, anytime. Even if you, don't, you haven't made anything. <laughs> like, just come back. You guys are fun. Okay, cool. We'll Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.